This is A 20-Sided Life, a podcast about my thoughts and ideas on game design and tabletop RPGs. I'm the mysterious brother, Tyler Mazza. Let's get rolling. Hey guys, welcome back to another Mechanic Monday. Before I get into the, today's topic, I'd uh, like to address a couple call-ins I got from Jason. Let's hear what he had to say. Hey Tyler, Jason here. Really enjoying your podcast. I've listened through your back catalog now. Um, reference your game. I really like your setting ideas and the format of your podcast. I'm probably going to steal that instead of trying to do a bunch of things in one show. Dedicate, you know, each something specific to each show. I really like that format. So, as far as feedback goes uh, on your game system, eh, I I grew up in a different era, so I never played a lot of. D- straight D20, the closest thing to straight D20 kind of games I played was is ICRPG. I never played 3rd Edition or Pathfinder or any of that. Um, but that said, it's very interesting, and I don't see a negative to the way you're doing it, just using 20-sided dice. Um, so it, it'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see how it goes. I'm not a huge fan of fixed damage, but, you know, it's what it is. And again, we'd see how it goes. Um, I'm curious if you have a cap on attributes. So if you happen to roll, you know, a a 20 initially, and you have a 20 strength, you know, or, you know, whatever you're, you're, I assume you're using strength for, you know, to hit. um, That would seem, you know, where do you go from there? Or be pretty darn powerful first level, right? But again, it'd, it'd be a matter of just playing it out. I don't think that's a bad thing per se. Some other games use it, although the way you level up is bumping up your tributes. It might be interesting to start them, you know, have a cap how high they can start. I do apologize because I listened to all your stuff back to back and it's kind of whirling in my head here a bit. So you might have mentioned that, like, a if you're all 20, it's an automatic fail or failure or whatever. Um, but. Overall, interesting system. You put a lot of thought into it, which I appreciate. Um, reference the delving deeper thing. I'm kind of in the camp that two-handed weapons should be plus one to hit, and two-handed weapons should be plus one to damage with that D6 roll and say the other way around because it seems that kind of overpowers dual wielding. I'm going to take advantage of that with my elf in Cody's game, but, you know, it's what it is. But overall, really enjoying your podcast. Looking forward to hearing more about it. And keep up the good work. Yeah, so I posted uh, my last video at like 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And when I woke up, I had already had several views on it and uh, several call-ins. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, John from Red Dice Diaries... uh, called in. Um, I think I'm going to address his call in on the next Saturday episode, but, uh, Jason, he left a couple. Um, I appreciate that very much. Um, I like his feedback. That's kind of why I'm doing this, get some feedback from some other people. Um, kind of wanted to talk about the reason I use just a D20, um, and no other dice in the game. I wanted the game to be simple. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, different dice or too many modifiers or different actions you can do or anything like that. Um, I wanted the mechanics to be out of the way 
and just to be able to get, you know, into gaming more, um, not have to worry about all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the reason I use fixed damage too. You don't have to, you know, fumble around with the other dice. Um, it's simple, it's fast, makes combat faster, uh, which I think is kind of fun. Um, like you said, I need to see if it works out or not. I need to game test it really. Um, uh, as far as um, modifiers or attributes go, um, I guess I wasn't super clear on it. Uh, I need to work on, you know, compiling my thoughts a little more before I uh, start talking about them. But um, he brought it to my attention. So uh, the modifiers for your attributes um, are, are relatively low. They're not very high. They don't increase every... Uh, you know, two scores or whatever, like in fifth edition. Um, so at a 20, if you had like a strength of 20, the, mo the modifier would only be a plus three. Um, I don't think that's too high. Um, and until I test it, I really won't know. But, um, you know, in that same vein, the, the way attributes or the modifiers for those attributes increase, um, it's more of a, of a, uh, it's it's harder to increase a higher attribute, I guess. So, um, like, a 10 is 0, right? And 12 is the first bonus you get. So at, at a 12, you'll have a plus 1, and you don't get a plus 2 until you're at 14, and then you don't get a plus 3 until you're at 17, and then you don't get a plus 4 until you're at 21. Um, and you can't start, you know, you can't even start that high. You can't start at 21, Um you uh you increase your abilities through leveling um and i'm going to do a whole nother episode on leveling but i kind of just wanted to address this call in um the two weapon fighting thing he was talking about um i really like that idea i like that he brought that to my attention um i really hadn't even considered two weapon or two-handed weapons um and that would make sense to have them deal more damage and then have two weapon fighting uh, easier to hit. So, uh, th thanks for that, Jason. Um, thanks for calling in. Thanks everybody for calling in and listening. Um, if anyone else has any, you know, questions or, uh, comments or anything, um, I would love to hear about them. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get into today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about classes. Um, I kind of do my classes a little different. Um, than what I've really seen before. The only game I've seen that does it this way is uh, Simbarum. Um, but yeah, so you've got three classes, and each of those classes have three subclasses. And um, the three classes are Warrior, Rogue, and Magic User. And um, each class gets kind of an ability that they get to use um, and each subclass also has an ability so um, the warrior gets plus one on all attacks I kind of thought that made sense because you know they're always fighting they're trained to fight so they get um, bonuses on that um, um, each of their abilities increase by level so that warriors you know, plus one to attack is plus one per level. So if they're level three, they get a plus three on attacks. Um, hope that makes sense. 
the next class was Rogue, and they get Sneak Attack plus one. Um, and that's plus one per level, again. Um, they, uh, anytime they're sneaking around, that, and that's kind of up to the game master to whatever, you know, to decide what constitutes sneaking or what would give them sneak attack, whether that's um, flanking the enemy. So if the enemy's surrounded, they might get sneak attack damage. Um, if uh, they're hiding, they attack from the dark or from the, you know, they're hiding in the tree line or something like that. Um, rogues would get um, an extra point of damage per level on those attacks. Um, magic users, they get spells. Um, this was the one I struggled the most with, the, the magic user class and the subclasses for it, for their abilities. Um, I just, I think spells are unique enough and cool enough that that, that was their ability. So... Uh, yeah, magic users get spells. Um, I'm going to get into the subclasses now. Uh, for warrior, you have soldier, brute, and knight. I thought those three kind of rounded it out pretty well. Um, the soldier gets extra attack per level. So um, everything, you know, all these abilities increase per level. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sound redundant, but I just kind of want to be clear. Um yeah, so they get an extra attack per level. The brute gets damage reduction one per level. So any time that they take uh, damage, they reduce that damage based on that ability. Um, knights get plus one damage on melee attacks. Um, I was kind of going to name each of these abilities, kind of like a sneak attack. Um, I don't know what I was going to call, I mean, like Mighty Strike or Smite or something like that for the for the knight. Um, but I guess the name doesn't really matter. It's, the mechanic kind of is what I look at the most, I guess. Um, the subclasses for the rogue are Thief, Assassin, and Scout. Um, the Thief gets a plus one on attacks when sneaking so um you know they're always looking for the opportunity to get the sneak attack and when they do they get a bonus on hitting with sneak attacks so i thought that one kind of made sense um assassins get plus one damage with poison um i guess i haven't really talked about poison before it just um deals uh damage per round um based on the poison you're using so some poisons are more potent. They're going to last more rounds. Um, but assassins get a plus one damage per level with that, uh, with, when using poison on their weapon. Um, scouts get plus one range damage. So And um, I was going to call that one snipe. Um, so, you know, if they're shooting from, a, from the tree line, like I said earlier, um, they, they would get more damage with that ranged weapon. Um, the subclasses for magic user are mage, priest, and shaman. And like I was saying, I don't really know what <clears throat> special abilities those subclasses would get. So I really just kind of wrote down the way they get their magic. Um, 
and that can kind of define how they use it or something. So mages, of course, have spell books. Um, priests get their magic from their god. So um, you come up with the god that they're worshiping and they would have spells related to that. Um, that would require making, you know, coming up with more spells, um, a specific list of spells that that god uh, would bestow upon its its worshipers. Um, the shaman does rituals, so they would have a repertoire of uh, rituals that they could perform. Um, I was thinking that these would last longer than other spells, um, but yeah, I need to flesh out the, the magic system more. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to do an episode, a Monday episode about uh, magic at some point, where I'll I'll kind of gather my thoughts a little more on this. But, um, yeah, so that's the classes and the subclasses. The next thing I wanted to talk about are smaller bits that are related to your class, um, like proficiencies. So you have weapon and armor proficiencies. Um, these are a little more vague, um, kind of up to the GM whether you'd be proficient in them or not. Um, some of that, I mean, it kind of makes sense, too. Uh, so, like, um, soldiers, pretty much all the warriors would be proficient with just about any weapon. Um, a knight might not be proficient with a club or something like that. Um, thieves, you know, they use knives, swords, um rapiers, bows, crossbows, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff, uh, mages, priests, and shamans, all the magic users probably aren't as proficient with very many weapons, um, staffs, of course, you know, they probably use staffs, uh, maybe knives, um, for the priests, if they're worshiping a god, they might be proficient with that god's like chosen weapon. Uh, but um, again, that's kind of up to the GM and stuff. Um, if you're using a weapon that you're not proficient with, you're going to take disadvantage. Um, and I talked about that in my last episode. Um, you would roll two, two 20 set of dice and take the lower um, if you're using a weapon that you're not proficient with. Um, as far as armor goes, um, you know, warriors, or I guess that that's more subclass, uh, specific. So soldiers probably be, uh, proficient with light and medium armor. Brutes, same thing, light, medium armor, but knights, they would be able to use any armor. They're always decked out, you know, in armor. Um, so they wouldn't take penalties for any armor they're wearing. But a soldier, if he was decked out in uh, heavy armor, they'd probably, you know, th again, that's up to the GM. They might take disadvantage on attack rolls or um, other, like, physical activities if they're using uh, too heavy of an armor. Brutes, same way. Um, shields are also kind of in this category. So knights, of course, use shields. Soldiers probably use shields. But a, a brute... Um, might not be proficient with a shield. Um, you know, thieves, they're light armor. Assassins, light armor. Scouts, probably light and medium. 
Um, no shields for any of them. Uh, all the magic users may be light armor for all of them. Um, and um, those uh, proficiency or non-proficiency uh, in armor would apply to like casting spells and stuff too. So if a, if a mage for some reason is decked out in full plate armor, they're going to take a disadvantage on casting their spells. It'd be the same way as like an attack, you know? Um, um, so we're talking about weapons and armor right now. So that kind of goes into gear and stuff too. So starting gear would, um, be related to your class. Um, I'm not crazy about the whole going on a shopping trip when you're making your character. <laughs> so, you know, the whole roll a blank D blank and that's how much gold you have to spend on your gear and then spending 30, 30 minutes to an hour shopping for your character. Um, I know it's not always that long, but that's just kind of been my experience. Um, it's not the funnest thing for me. I think it can be handled differently and still get the same effect. Um, maybe explaining why you might have this item and that'll help kind of build your backstory for your character and get you, you know, a little more attached to that character. Um, kind of again, uh, up to the game master, uh, what he would allow you to have to start with or not. Um, your adventurers. So you probably have all your adventuring gear. Um, and then your weapons, uh, maybe you'd ask, hey, you're a soldier, what, what's your preferred weapon? Oh, a longsword. Oh, you're a brute, you have two axes. Um, a knight, you know, would have a, a, a great sword, or they would use a sword and shield, one-handed sword and shield. Um, maybe a thief was um, a duelist in, a, in his past, and he uses a rapier, whereas an assassin likes these... Uh, uh, twin twin blades that he uses um a priest would start with like a a staff or their 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 god's weapon um yeah so uh other gear they might have i don't know i kind of i think starting adventuring gear and your weapon kind of you know now go go adventure get more gear <laughs> um as far as like how much you can hold encumbrance from the gear and stuff. I really like the way Nave does it, where, uh, you know, it's constitution-based, how many slots you can have, and then uh, you fill those slots with your gear, um, and heavier gear takes up more slots. Uh, normal weighted gear takes up one slot. Um, even your currency, your, your gold, your treasure takes up slots. Um, I really liked that idea. I thought that was a really kind of simple way to manage your inventory. Um, and it kind of made another use for that arbitrary attribute number. You know, you, you're usually looking at the modifier, whereas with this, if you had, it would be your constitution score. So um, I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Probably going to use that. Um, Something else I was thinking about doing was uh, professions. So kind of like um, 
DCC does it where you have what you did before you started adventuring. And they, I mean, they take it a whole nother, to a whole nother level where you're, you know, you're playing as a zero level character and stuff, which is always fun. Doing the funnel is always fun. Um, you're playing as four level, four zero level characters actually. Um, but I like the idea of you having a past, you know, a, your backstory and stuff. Um, so I thought about maybe making a list of professions um, that would help flesh out the world, the setting that you're you're playing into, kind of invoke that a little more. Um, so if you were like a sailor or something, you might have, you know, your rope or uh, fishing gear, um, stuff like that. That would also um, apply to like what you're good at too. So if there's situations that you come across that uh, you think you'd be good at because of your profession, you might be able to add a bonus to that um, or get advantage on it. Um, Next, I wanted to talk about skills. Um, There aren't skills in the game. Uh, So, you know, you're making your class or your character and you pick your class and then however many skills you get and stuff, that's not a thing in this game. Um, I kind of wanted to cut them out and make the character generation process uh, quicker, um, more just, yeah, quicker, simpler. Um, And then in-game, I didn't want skills to get in the way. Um, I wanted, you know, gameplay to be quick. Uh, focus more on the story and stuff, less on uh, mechanics in-game. So the way I handle it is if you're doing a task that that the game master says requires a role, uh, you can add your level as a bonus to that role if it's a task that the game master deems your class would be good at so say it's uh crafting a potion or something uh and for some reason you're uh a brute trying to to mix together these uh, materials to craft a potion and uh you you wouldn't be able to add your your level of course right but a shaman definitely would be able to. That's something that they'd probably be good at. Um, uh, the, uh, I mean, there's I can give you a billion examples, but uh, you probably get the idea. Um, if you're crafting a weapon, though, you know, so uh, a brute might be better at, or might might be able to add their bonus to crafting a weapon. Um, so that kind of even separates it more so like you might have a craft skill but that might not uh differentiate between what you can craft with that skill uh but this kind of you know leaves a little more open um not even having a skill so um you know there's just any situation the game master would require a role you would basically decide if you are you know good at it or not and you'd be able to add your level um as a bonus so you know you say you're level five you'd add just boom plus five to that roll um 
think that's it on skills and tasks. Let's move on to the next section. Advancement, leveling up. So what happens uh, you know, to your class when you level up? Um, all of your um, special abilities increase. So um, if you're a rogue, your sneak attack uh, damage will increase by one. Um, and say you're a thief, uh, your attack bonus to sneaking would also increase. Um, um, that kind of goes for all the, you know, all the class, all the classes and subclasses. Um, when you level up, you gain, uh, you get to increase one of your attributes as well. So you can pick any of them and anyone and increase that score which might or might not increase the modifier. Um, I was going to make it where you would increase an attribute, like a specific attribute based on your class. So like I was going to do warrior gets strength increase, right? And I was thinking about that and decided not to do it that way because it would be hard or impossible to increase your certain abilities. So like, how would you increase your constitution if you were a mage? Your constitution would never increase um, unless you like multi-classed into a knight or something, you know, like it, it was, it was weird. I, I didn't like it too much. So I decided to do, you know what, you can just pick whatever one you want, whatever you think maybe you've been working on or makes sense at the time. Um, and boom, increase that by one. Um, the way you level up is by gaining experience, um, and experience is gained by playing sessions. So you get one XP per session. Um, so you start with zero experience at level one. To get to level two, you need one XP. Uh, so after your first session, you're already leveling up. Um, and it's not too, you know, it's not too hard to to um, change your character sheet or to update your character sheet for your level. Uh, it, it was pretty simple, quick, kind of consistent with the rest of the game. Um, to get from level 2 to level 3, you need 3 XP. To get to level 4, you need 7 XP total. This is all total. It adds up, you know. Um, you don't need 7 more. Um, and then to get from level 4 to level 5, you need 11, and so on. It's basically adding the previous level's number to the current XP that you'll need for the next level. Um, so you went from 0 to 1, that added 1 to it. You went from 1 to 3, that added 2 to it. You went from 3 to 7, that added uh, 4 to it. The, um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, and um, I thought the idea was pretty cool. I, I, I liked it. I didn't want to fiddle around with um, tracking XP or um, uh, you know, grinding uh, XP farming XP or whatever to get to your next level. Oh, I just need to kill one more goblin or this much more gold to get to my next level. Um, 
it's just whenever that session ends, boom, you got your XP. Um, and um, kind of wanted to get into multi-classing a little bit. Uh, so you can multi-class. You choose your class at the beginning of each level. Um, you can either continue on the path you're going, you know, as a priest or whatever, um, or you can decide to multi-class into any of the other classes or subclasses. And um, the way that works is you gain the new, you know, ability of that class and subclass um, at the level that you you know, starting at, at one. So if you were like a third level priest and you decided to multi-class into knight, you would gain all the benefits from the priest at a third level, at third level, and you would stop increasing those benefits, but you would gain the benefits of the knight at first level. So um, that combination would be kind of like a cleric or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I hope I was clear on that. I feel like I rambled a little bit on the, the XP and the leveling up, but, um, I have it written down here in front of me and it, it makes sense when I'm looking at it. I don't know if I was able to, uh, clearly explain it, but, um, I think that's it on, um, you know, leveling up and multi-classing, I wanted to get into different classes. Um, like, I want this game to run in different settings. So the sci-fi game I've been thinking about, I wanted to be able to use these same mechanics and stuff. So I was just going to change the classes to fit the setting. Um, in that game, I was going to do uh, four classes and each of them having two subclasses. Um, I haven't written any of that out. Um, I'm not sure what they were going to be yet exactly. Um, I was probably going to do uh, a sci-fi class episode after I do a setting Saturday on my retro sci-fi game that I've been thinking about. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to throw that out there. Um, I guess that's it for the episode probably time to wrap it up it's probably getting pretty long so um yeah so just remember uh you know character creation is pretty pretty quick and simple uh with these classes i think um remember there's classes and subclasses um i don't know if that was confusing with me talking about it talking about warrior and then soldier or uh you're a rogue and a thief but i mean that looking at it on paper it makes sense um i don't i hope i explained it well um yeah i guess that's that's, that's all on the recap on it yeah uh, you know I, I just talked a whole lot about all this stuff so um next episode i'm going to be talking on saturday about uh the cursed island of moa um, that's my jungle island adventure game I've been been thinking about and on Monday next Monday I'm going to be talking about probably magic since I didn't talk a whole lot about the the spells or anything like that for the magic users um, I'm gonna probably collect my thoughts and talk about magic 
Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope I was uh, clear about these ideas. Um, if y'all had any questions, if I wasn't clear, <laughs> uh, let me know. If y'all have any questions about the mechanics in general, any of the settings, what y'all want to hear about next, um, give me a call. Uh, let me know. Um, I really enjoyed listening to what Jason had to say today and what Freethrow had to say on about my uh, Arcvale setting and stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, y'all have a 20-sided life and keep rolling. <laughs>